0: Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is. The Demonic Dance.
1: Keep. Commence the final preparations. Rigging. Check. The organic altar is in bloom plants full. Rain outside, but the foliage of the workshop's roof is keeping it out well enough. Amaryllis, status report on your machine.
2: Machine's on.
1: That is not what you've agreed to say. Say it.
2: It's the same thing, isn't it? What happened to... Magic doesn't care about the details.
1: It doesn't, but I do. Particularly when the magical phenomenon we're here to capture might not happen again for another thousand years. Say it. Okay...
2: Liquid vibration drums active and ready to record.
1: Damien, are you prepared to say the shaping words?
3: Damien? The words are ready, O oh Lizard Lord. I was merely putting myself in the proper mindset
1: to give these words the weight they deserve. Enough! Focus, the both of you. I'll say this only once more. The life giving downpour of the Petrachorus comes only when it pleases, and it is very, very patient. If we miss this opportunity than all of our work for the past months. All the work I've planned for the years to come. All of the it. big w- version! The Petrachorus isn't going to wait for you to finish your speech. <sighs> Amaryllis, take this more seriously. Damien, take it less seriously. And both of you prepare yourself as the keep opens our workshop's roof. Now!
2: Oh! Uh, Aram!
1: The Petrachorus is magic rain, Amaryllis! I don't see how you could expect to do this without getting wet.
2: Okay, but a little warning doesn't seem like too much to Earth. Oh,
1: ask. singing
3: skies. Oh, rain that drums the very ground. Mark us, simple audience to your music. We small creatures who beg you unto encore and encore again.
1: The altar's branch is snapping. Keep a vine.
3: We stand in awe of your creative force That which we call Petrichorus And ask only for a drop of that force For a creation of our own
2: Aram, the recording drums can't take this kind of
1: water pressure Tell the Adapt, kid to... Amaryllis. The Petrichorus won't hear your complaints
3: Ugh. It will not take your place, O oh Skies It will not drown your music We ask only to add our small part to your performance Not an improvement but an experiment as brief as our lives are brief, as flawed as ourselves, a dance that will vanish when we do, never to be heard again.
2: All right, the drums are back online, sending stored vibrations to the altar now. Damien, we
1: are nearly there, the final words.
3: Just as your rain brings life to the ground, just as you create seedlings and eggs and words and blooms from the invisible cloth of your music, we ask that you give life to this our creation, an organic altar of buds and bark, upon which life itself might be created, an altar that may continue your grand tradition. Oh... Saint-Sobob, above. is that noise?
2: It sounds like someone... Hang to get
1: in. Don't let it distract you. Quickly.
3: <clears throat> An organic altar of buds and bark upon which life itself might be created. An altar that may continue your grand tradition of creation even as you rest.
2: Something just flew into the workshop.
3: Lord Arum, can it
1: be? Has this ritual truly created life? That is a bird. We are creating a living altar. The two do not resemble one another in any way. Pay attention.
3: But those wavering circles in which it flies—it
1: appears that something is wrong, very wrong. We have not created a sickly bird. I have been over the details many times, honeysuckle. But once more, we are rehearsing. There is nothing magic about this rain. And if there were, this outburst would certainly have ruined any chance we might have. Damien, it's falling. <laughs> Honeysuckle, are you all right? Oh, indeed, I am. Keep, stop the rain. I said stop it. I don't care where you put the rest of the water you've gathered. Back wherever you found it. Arum. Stop it. There is nothing funny about this. We only have two days before the Petrochorus falls, and it is unpredictable. It could be decades, centuries before it falls again.
2: Well, get it right, Aram. Rehearsal's been really
1: good. Good? We are attempting to create life. No, attempting to create an altar which itself can create life, whose powers could surpass even the moonlit hermit. And rehearsal's not perfect. That's okay. That's what rehearsals do. We have only one chance. One.
2: And three of us, who are all here to do this. We've been working on this for months, just like you, Aram. And anything the three of us have tried together, no matter how hard, we get there eventually. Just think of how far we've come in the past... Wow. Six years, I guess.
1: I suppose.
2: Good. Then let's just
1: take a break and... Start from the top again. Immediately. To your stations now.
2: Sure. Fourth time's the charm, I guess. Damien, you okay? That was just a bird, right?
3: Hmm? Uh, uh, yes, only a bird. A, a very injured bird. Its wing is broken and several deep gouges have been carved into its chest. Pitiable creature... I did not deserve to pay this price for the evils of my past. What was that? Nothing, Myrilla. only... Um, Lord Aram, I apologize deeply, but may I be excused for the moment? What? This creature needs immediate care if it is to survive. I would like to do what I can for it.
1: <sighs> Honeysuckle, I appreciate the boundless depths of your heart. And I am proud of you for how consistent you have been in your oath never again to slay a monster nature is cruel and if we stop to bandage every blue jay not every bird this one specifically i beg your forgiveness uh... fine we rehearse again tomorrow at highest sun can't
2: do noon sorry i have a thing
1: sunset then thank you for understanding lord Honor. and i'll thank you when we make it through one of these without any more mistakes just to be certain, you and I will practice the incantation tomorrow with the highest sun. Do not be late.
2: So, are we running through it again?
1: Without the incantation? I hardly see the point.
2: Then maybe one of us should go check on Damien. He looks really shaken no. up. Aram, I'm sorry. I
1: am not angry, Amaryllis. I am just focused. I do not expect I will be very useful to Damien at the moment. Not unless he needs help twisting the very coils and threads of nature itself between his fingers.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna guess he's good there. Thanks, Aram. Amaryllis. What's up?
1: I never mind. I love you both. Tell Damien I said so.
2: He knows. But I will.
1: Help me drive the organic altar off, I suppose. Ah.
3: (laughs) Shhh, little bird. Healing requires many steps, each in its proper sequence. First you must be cleaned, then bandaged and supported. And then, saints willing, you need only rest. (laughs) And think how quickly it will pass, all told. One needs only minutes to wash a wound, weeks or months to mend a broken bone. As for myself, I retired as a knight near on five years ago, yet every time I ready the bandage, I find the wound is not yet clean. And this letter you've brought me, little wanderer. I wonder if I will ever be truly clean of the man I once was. But that's enough self-pity from one retired crusader, I think. There you are, not a feather stained. With a bandage, a splint, time and care, you will be free to wander the skies once more.
2: Damien, you doing okay? Okay.
3: Just as you've instructed, Myrilla. The wound is clean. I've applied the poultice to this bandage.
2: That's not what I meant. That's a royal pigeon?
3: It seems it is.
2: It was so dirty I couldn't tell. Was it carrying a letter? Oh, yes. And?
3: I do not think its contents matter much. They are similar enough to the other letters the Queen has sent in the past years. She can't do this to you. It's not right. It is not for me to say what the Queen cannot do.
2: You're retired. A poet. Being a knight. That was a lifetime ago.
3: A short life. Perhaps.
2: It doesn't matter. She can't just keep pestering you to come back. And you know, I bet she doesn't even need to. Tal was telling me they have more nights than ever up there, and the bonuses they're giving every night that comes out of retirement, it's just gross. And I. Here, let me help you bandage it.
3: I've hurt it. I meant only to care for the little pigeon, and I've caused it harm.
2: Don't be dramatic, Damien. You're learning. You're going to make mistakes.
3: If I were tasked to kill it, I would not err. I've more in common with whatever put it in this condition than with you.
2: (sighs) Eh, I wouldn't say that. Whatever got this little guy looks like it had big claws. The
3: claw is not of my flesh, but it is my own. At the end of an arrow or from the hilt of a knife, I trained with those long enough that I can feel them as extensions of my hands. Even now, my fingers itch to trace those deadly shapes, the knock of an arrow pulling the bowstring, and then...
2: Damien, I know this is upsetting, but what does Aram say to you when you start talking like this?
3: Do not feed the beast within, he who jabbers as he pulls your ankles into the mud. Starve him with silence. (laughs) I mean only to say this. There are many ways to know life, Myrilla. I have learned only to extinguish it. And though I am learning to care for it, caretaking has not filled me as killing once did. The fact unsettles me, love. Damien,
2: that's not true. Arm and I love you, and we know you love us. You write
3: poem after poem about all that love. I suppose, but it is difficult to name what I mean. Our triangular love covers me in full, but it is more mist- than blanket. I wish at times that I could grip it, hold it close.
2: <laughs> this is a heck of a way to ask for a hug, Damien.
3: Not in the physical sense. My love, I know you do not want to discuss then it. Then let's not. But we have been engaged for many years now, and my feelings are no different than they were that summer night when I first asked you to marry me. <sighs> Damien... We've talked about this. I have tried to move on from it, but I cannot.
2: I know. If you write any more poems about it, even Aram will pick up what you mean.
3: Has it been so obvious? I suppose so. Even if, when I ask him to find the subtext, he lifts the page to look beneath it. (laughs) (laughs) But what one has always wanted is not so easily given up, Rilla. I have imagined my wedding for all my years. I have studied its traditions beneath our saints, its custom and ritual. I have long seen myself as one stitch in the long tapestry of our citadel's history, a small but necessary piece of the whole. And if I am to give that history up, a stitch without its tapestry is merely loose thread, Marilla, and that is how I feel, loose, detached, Wind blown. And you think marriage would fix that? I think tradition gives weight and purpose that matter to me deeply. Food and water keep me living. Ritual anchors me that I know my life has meaning.
2: Of course, your life has meaning, Damien. Arm and I love you.
3: I know. And yet, we oft come to this juncture, love, but the fact remains. That my feelings will not change however much I will them to.
2: I don't know what you want me to do about this, Damien. Nor I. We can't just do what we thought we were going to do six years ago. Everything's different. What about Aram?
3: I do not know. The three of us could discuss... It would break
2: his heart. It's not like we could have a big traditional citadel wedding with him. And it's already so hard for him catching up on all our history. I know. We agreed that our life would change. That our relationship would change. we
3: Change, yes. But we never agreed to throw the old life out altogether. I have changed, and for the better. I'm no longer a knight. I have a greater grasp of love's divine power than ever I had before. I feel closer even to my poetry and my saint, but I cannot stop wanting what I've always wanted. I have tried. Truly, I have. But it remains. Just as that Itch in my fingers remains. I've tried to fill myself with discovery, experimentation, and care, and yet the vessel will not fill. Damien! (sighs) I I apologize. I, I don't mean to worry you with the twisting of my heart. The sight of a royal pigeon, I suppose it must have rattled me. That's all.
2: Are you sure you don't want to talk about the letter it brought? Or I could just read it if you want. No, or... no,
3: I think a walk, that's all. Night air and some solitude should help me to refocus.
2: If you're sure, Damien, I can splint the pigeon's wing if you need to go now.
3: Yes, perhaps I should. Thank you, Myrilla. I love you and Aram both. If you should see him before I return. Tell him
2: you said that? You know, Damien, I have a funny feeling he's already thinking the same thing. <laughs>
3: Perhaps. Perhaps. Ah, There. That should be distant enough. And with those deep waters between the keep and myself, I should hear either of my loves if they approach. I have the privacy I require... Oh, I need only the courage to use it. <sighs> Saints, forgive me for misleading, Marilla. I spoke only what I wish were the case. But even at a glance, I know that this letter is not like the queen's others. Within the first sentence, she's given my blood a southern chill. I apologize for once again disturbing your rest, but Captain Absalon has given news that forces my hand. I no longer write to implore, but rather to inform. Sir Tristan the Cold now rides toward the northern swamp to ask for your cooperation in person. I wish this were not so... I have told Captain Absalon clearly and repeatedly that he is to accept a knight's rejection without resistance, but his continued success in re-enlisting our retired knights can spur him to act rashly. I hope that you can at least find some intellectual or spiritual value in meeting with Sir Tristan, as you are both followers of the great Saint Damien. That is not to say that Sir Tristan's visit should be thought of as a social call, I ask you to exercise caution, Damien, because... And from there the letter is torn away. This missive is in poorer shape than the bird that brought it. Sir Tristan the cold. When I was younger, a visit from such a living legend would have sent my heart singing. The greatest exorcist of our time, the pious warrior I wish to become. Perhaps that thrill is in me even now, but a knight... A monster-killer, when I myself have loved a monster all these years. Ah, oh, St. Damien, as ever I seek your guidance in the silence of this swamp, and so I enter my quiet prayer, my silent... <coughs> and so I enter my quiet prayer, my silent meditation... Oh, saints above, and how am I to meditate with all this racket? These creatures are not pranksters of this swamp, as first I thought. No saw-billed heron, no imp ape, but forms encased in stony slabs. Massive mollusks of one kind or another. They have wandered quite a long way. The giant seas, ten miles northeast. But are they a threat? The only question is whether these are docile boisters... Or the screaming clams of Giant Sea, those horrors of the deep? (gross) Well, I suppose that answers that question. But have they seen me? (coughs) 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 Honest hope, these clams. And hungry, from the look of them... (coughs) To slay a monster, that escape alone would put my love's in peril. I will only lead these ravenous creatures home. Yeah. Oh. that's it. Oh. <laughs> the clams entirely. They will have no trail to chase. Keep! Oh, keep of Titan's blooms! Shh! Oh, keep, I require your aid. I wish you to grow me a portal to Lord Aram's side here and quickly. There, that's it. Just so, keep. And quickly, before those
1: gruesome, ravenous, filth-ridden impediment, shellfish!
3: Oh dear! <laughs> I assume an apology would not sway you, my aquatic adversary. <laughs> uh, oh. The portal! Damn creatures devoured my escape. Uh, its compatriots now circle me. I no escape me and above the hum of calm waves and gentle breeze. Guide me to my peace and to my home. I wish not to harm these creatures, but I fail to see a second course. Please, O Saint, I will die before I break my pact of peace. But if this is your will, then I ask you only for a sign—a sign that this is my place in your grand and tranquil plan. St. Damien, protect me St. Damien, protect me St. Damien Fountain. That is more direct than your usual Sir, my saint Not cantankerous clam With this tree branch I will wedge open your shell And thus harmless and unarmed, I will make good my escape What? A gentleman? But Who could manage such a deadly throw?
4: shells. Out of here, beasties. Go on, get. Who
3: is that? Show yourself, Hunter. Settle down, my brother,
4: settle down. I wouldn't waste one of my few remaining days saving you and then smiting you. The name's Sir Trist in the cold. I come to this saint's forsaken patch of mud and muck by the authority of the queen. Sir Trist? I know my own name, brother. No need to repeat it back to me, especially not when you are already so Late? Late? There goes that echo again. Keep this up and you'll be more parrot than person, brother. Well, let me see if I can speak your language, too. You need to get out of here. Skidaddle, mosey on out, etc. and so forth. Swamp of Titan's Blooms is a dangerous place at the best of times, and in just two days we'll become upon the very worst. You'll be leaving now. Insistent little man, aren't you? I... Regular chatterbox, even with the world falling down all around you. Well, if you want to be useful, you can answer my question. Do you happen to know a man in this swamp by the name of Damien the Pious? I need to speak with him immediately. Without his assistance, this swamp is as good as gone.
3: That is what I've been trying to tell you, sir. I am Damien the Pious. Is that so? (laughs) Well,
4: Forgive my manners. I did not recognize you without that famous bow of yours. If I had
3: not seen your javelin fly mere seconds ago, sir... I would worry you had gone quite blind in your age. My bow is in my hands.
4: You've got a bow there, I'll give you that. But Sir Damien's bow, hunted dark looms and man-eaters, monsters that could have made even my bravest brothers shake in their greaves. Excuse my saying, but if that really was Sir Damien's bow, I don't think a couple of shellfish would be, well, such a problem.
3: Well, Sir Tristan, you see In the years since my retirement I have made a pact to our saint To never again Now, where is my falcon? Chivalry! Your falcon? Oh, dear I am sorry to tell you, Sir Tristan But I fear that screaming clam It attacked must have devoured it If there is any way I could repay you
4: (laughs) Oh, is that glutton still in that big shell? Chivalry, come on out of there Chivalry, you naughty little so-and-so How was your breakfast, my sweet? That's a good holy warrior Here's a mouse for a job well done
3: A rather cruel way to dispose of a monster burrowing into its meat, devouring it from within Cruel And how can a falcon be cruel exactly? Well, I I only mean... Our
4: own Saint Damien said it himself, brother. We all have our purpose in this life. Some of us cook. Some of us make clothes. Some of us sing songs so sweet they're like a hot bath for the very soul. My late wife did all three before that demon got in her. Rest her. But some of us, Sir Damien... Some of us kill. We kill so others can do their cooking, their singing, can do their jobs for their neighbors, just like we do ours. To do one's work well shows love for one's neighbor. It is the opposite of cruelty. Chivalry
3: knows that. Do you? (laughs) I believe I do, Sir Knight. More than you know my work, at any rate. You've given me a title I no longer bear. Purpose cannot be tossed
4: off like an old coat, Sir Damien. Is that a letter in your hands?
3: Well, yes, but it's been torn. Chivalry! My letter! The Queen's
4: letter. Manners, brother, they matter. Even out here in the backwoods. (laughs) Looks
3: like a good chunk of these orders is missing. The royal pigeon was quite injured by the time I received it. Pathetic little animals, aren't they, saints, bless them? Somebody's got to be.
4: Well, that's enough of that. Sir Tristan, the letter... Has outlived its usefulness, I'm afraid. I can tell you what it said. It was my news that made Queen Mira write it. Even so, perhaps I should write her for confirmation. No time. Unless you plan on continuing your retirement in a crater ten feet deep, that is... In two days' time, a very special rain will fall. A rain blessed by Saint Damien himself to sing hymns
3: as it strikes the ground. A rain... The, um, Petrichorus. I know it. Petrichorus.
4: Charmin turns a phrase they come up with so far from civilization. The storm that sings has followers of Saint Damien called it in my day, has not occurred in 30 years, and that was only a drizzle. The rain that comes for us now will be a downpour, an overflowing blessing from the saint of waves himself. And monster kind cannot stand a blessing. Soon there will be an invasion of this swamp, unlike anything seen in a thousand years. And once the swamp is taken,
3: who knows what
4: the beasts will take next.
3: I appreciate your concern, Sir Tristan, but with some preparation, these screaming clams should not pose much of a threat, I think. With sturdy walls... It won't be the
4: clams, my brother. They are just as terrified of the beasts on the horizon as we are. So if you found those clams threatening, I must ask you to consider what lumbering shadows could make such monsters run in fear. I can't say I know, sir. I do. I am the only man alive who has killed one of those titans before. And with your help, Sir Damien, we'll kill a few dozen before the week is done. Or this swamp and every soul who lives for miles around it will be crushed beneath the heavy tentacles of the Zeppelopod.
0: If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash thepenumbrapodcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one from actor Melissa Ennulet, sound engineer Mertz, and co-creator Harley Takagi Kaner. And
2: you're just like all right, we're ready to get started. We're like, okay. Yeah, we're ready to record we're about good. the hot lizard. That's yeah, the good, hot That's good lizard. that that
1: comes across. Yes. You all definitely come in on 10. <laughs> <laughs> do we really? That's one way For of sure. putting it. Sure.
2: Oh, my God. How do people usually come in? Uh,
0: I mean, it depends on what, what we're doing. You know, uh, a lot of rappers come in on 10 or sure. higher. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Um, higher. But, like, mm. i we would like to give special thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Puja Serti, aka Bring Narayev back right now, or else the sky will rain fire. Silent Interim, June Gishoku, Kit McLaurin, Aaron Ritson, Don't stop her now. Liv Allen, Alice the Time Lord, Red Ruby Seven Truther. In memory of Spiral Opal, Elizabeth Dunn, Michael David Smith. Junebug Steel Owns My Heart Wait Dang I Forgot To Pick A Funny Name The Simp Of The Second Citadel Ollie Nexus PJ Escaping Space Capitalism Caroline Seidman Radius Alna I Canonized Butch Vicky In My Published Thesis A Sentient Can Of Soda Formerly Known As J Karen ZH The Wayward East's Favorite Game Show Cash Crab Hosted By Monster Comedian Ben Scaly Red L Genetic, Minchowski, and Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Let's Thank dance. you. This tale, The Demonic Dance, was told by the following people. Matthew Zonzinger as Damien, Melissa Enulet as Rilla, Noah Symes as Lord Aram, and Joshua Elon as Sir Tristan the Cold. The Penumbra is created and produced by Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear traveler. We hope you will join us again soon.
4: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.